from The Daily Northwestern, I'm Alex Chun, and this is Defining Safe, a podcast about the experiences of marginalized communities on campus. At one point, I thought it was really like prison, because you can't leave. You're stuck in the same facility for like almost two years, and there's a set of rules that you have to comply to. There's, you have to act in a specific way. There was a 32 kilometer march. That's 20 miles. And the tough part is like the body armor isn't, it's not the weight that gets you, it's that it traps so much heat. Singapore weather is about 85 or 90 Fahrenheit. It's super humid. You're wearing long sleeves, of course, and the body armor traps even more heat. Around 10% of Northwestern undergraduate students are international. Out of the top 10 countries represented by these students, seven mandate some form of military service from their citizens. Ben Jung, an international Weinberg sophomore from South Korea, enlisted to serve after his freshman year at Northwestern. It was either going to be after freshman year or sophomore year, but I decided freshman year would be better because if I come back after two years, I'll still have some friends. That's why like, I see so many students here, they come to Northwestern and they're thinking they're going to leave after freshman year, but after a year, they've like made so many friends. It's like a new life for them. So then they don't want to like, they don't want to abandon that. The decision to enlist after freshman year was a tough one. Ben had gotten used to life at Northwestern, joining the dance group Fusion and making friends. But part of the reason he had chosen to enlist after his freshman year is precisely what made it so difficult to leave. He had people who would wait for him. I mean, all of them were like, Ben, can you just stay for another year? It's like going to be so fun. To prepare for his time with the Korean military, Ben chose to work on his Korean speaking skills. The ability to speak more than one language is extremely valued and can land you in a specialty position, such as a translator. The task is pretty tough, but then just overall military life becomes easier if you get that specialty. So I practiced my Korean. I took the exam and applied for going in this thing as a translator, and I got it. My military base was called Defense Security Support Command, and it's basically military intelligence agency. It's like confidential, but you know, it is basically well, like CIA, MI6 kind of thing for Korea. South Korea's version of the CIA is known as the Korea Central Intelligence Agency. And although he worked for the intelligence agency, like all others enlisted, Ben was required to complete boot camp, a multi-week process of grueling physical activity. It's like five, six weeks training. That's where you just learn like the basics of what being a, a soldier is like. And honestly, I'm going to say this now, like <laughs> my, in my two years, like that initial like five to six weeks was probably, yeah, the hardest time. It's tough as it is, but then you're thinking you have like what, one year and like seven months ahead of you. So it's like very depressing it feels like, wow, like there's no hope in this place. <laughs> During boot camp, Ben found it difficult to stay connected with his friends at Northwestern. Phone calls were scarce and often given as a reward. This meant that Ben often used his limited time on the phone to call his family. In the initial boot camp, you're not allowed to talk to your like friends or family unless you you get first place in like push up like contests or something. Then they then they'll give you like three minutes phone call. Just that three minutes gives you so much like relief and like comfort and like hope. <laughs> it makes you appreciative of freedom, what, what freedom is. And just like your ties with your close friends makes you think about it again. After his weeks of training at the military boot camp, Ben was repositioned to the intelligence agency. It was cool because I knew 
wherever it was, it was better than the boot camp. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. And there's some cool like, military bases. And I got, I got placed in a re- really cool one, <laughs> intelligence agency. And I remember um, uh, I was in a huge bus and we we're just going to the base. I, I had no idea what it looked like and everything, but like, it was a tall building. It's like the facilities were nice. Although he was done with the physical strain of boot camp, working at the intelligence agency had different challenges. For many, this was their first taste of power in a way. As new trainees came in every month, those already serving slowly climbed the ranks. Basically, within the military, you get to taste what having authority is over people. And you wouldn't necessarily know what that's like out in the real world because we were just students. Most of the time, people misuse that like sense of authority. There's a lot of cases where just because you're a higher rank and you have like authority over them, they'll make you do like embarrassing stuff or th- things that are just not right, not humane. It, it gets really bad. <laughs> it gets really bad. Prabhav Jin, a Weinberg freshman from Singapore, enlisted and served before his freshman year at Northwestern. He was placed as a research assistant at the Department of Justice and spent 22 months with the Singaporean Army. So the regular term is 24 months. But luckily, I managed to pass the physical fitness test, so I'm going to do 22 months. After spending two months completing basic military training, Prabhavs spent six months at a specialist cadet school on a fast track to become a sergeant. However, before he graduated cadet school, Prabhav took on one final challenge, a 20-mile trek carrying heavy body armor in 90-degree heat. During those 20 miles, we'll cross a river at some point. By cross a river, I mean you literally, like, you tie a rope. Like, one guy, you send one guy across the river with, like, a rope and stuff. He goes, he ties the rope, and you all use the rope to, like, swim through the river. Took, like, 18 hours, I think. After being promoted to sergeant, Prabhav and his men endured training activities together, occasionally overseas. For three weeks, I was in Brunei, where we went to do survival training. The rainforest there is... A little bit denser than Singapore, but a lot more wet. It rains really heavily. It rains like 12 hours a day every day. And then we also did two trips to Taiwan. Taiwan's a little bit more sparse in terms of vegetation, but has really tall mountains. Climbing mountains is a lot more strenuous and tough than just walking on flat terrain. So that was the issue there and how to like fight from across two peaks. For most of the men, sleep was scarce, particularly for overseas training. Many of the training exercises took place at night because that's when the enemy would be most vulnerable. So often what you would do is you'd dig this thing called a shell scrape. And it's not a trench, but basically you dig a hole in the ground, which is just nice enough for you to lie down flat in it. And the goal is that you can lie down in it such that like when you're lying down, you're even with like the top of the ground. For both Ben and Prabhav, one of the clearest memories is of their last day in the military. After one year and, well, yeah, one year and nine months, I didn't remember what being a civilian was like anymore (laughs) there's so many thoughts going on like what's it like to be at home again yeah my heart was racing so i couldn't sleep i was excited but i was also scared like about life so at the end we have a big parade the colonel in charge of us salutes us to thank us for our service and then that's kind of it you get to leave you reclaim your life in a sense because you get granted so much freedom after having it denied for so long. And it's like a world of endless possibilities in some sense. There's no structure to it, which is a little daunting at first. It's like, what do I spend my time doing? 
I wish I could say it was hard, but it was the best day of my, one of the best days of my life. For Ben, the return to Northwestern was long anticipated. Now, the friends that he made during his freshman year are seniors. When they saw me, they're like, wait, you came back so soon. I just wanted to punch them because <laughs> the two years felt like 10 years to me. <laughs> mm, but I feel like nothing's changed. It's two years not seeing each other, but then just after a week or something, it's just back to how it was. While Ben was able to readjust to life in Northwestern relatively quickly, both he and Prabhav said their experiences in the military were undoubtedly impactful. Your body is probably stronger than you give it credit for because you can go through a lot of shit and you'll be okay, like you will still keep on kicking. Uh, like now that I know like what my limits are and that I actually, you know, because I've surpassed my limits so many times. Often you think, I, there's no way I can do that, no way I can walk that far. And like, honestly, you kind of can. And all that sounds like a very arbitrary example, like you're not going to have to walk 20 miles in real life. But like applying that to smaller things, it's just good motivation to know that you can do more than you think you can in some sense. There's a Korean term for people who come back from the military. Uh, that's called pokaksing. And it's the idea that after coming back from the military, you change so much as a person. Because of that, lots of people don't really find their time back at school like fun anymore. And even in Northwestern, there are a couple of students who came back with me. And there are people who are just struggling, I guess, to just, like get back. Well, I don't know if they want to get back to where they were, like during like freshman year and stuff, because they've just like changed so much. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Alex Chun. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode of Defining Safe. This episode was reported and produced by me, Alex Chun. It was edited by Callan Luciano and Hina Srivastava. The editor-in-chief of the Daily Northwestern is Troy Clausen.